Hello, my name is Holly Owens, and welcome to Ed Up Ed Tech, the podcast that keeps you in the know about all the latest ed tech happenings. We interview guests from around the globe to give you deeper insights into the ed tech industry, the field of instructional design, and more. We're proudly a part of America's leading podcast network, the EdUp Experience. It's time to sit back and enjoy the latest episode of EdUp EdTech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. My name is Holly Owens. And my name is Nadia Johnson, and we're your hosts. We're so excited today because we have a wonderful guest who's going to tell us all things about learning. We have Lisa Omasta, and she's the president of Learning A to Z. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Holly Nadia. It's great to be here. Well, so we're nice really excited. You, yeah, we're we're really excited, and we want to get into all the things about Learning A to Z. But first. We want to hear about your journey into this space. So tell us a little bit about how you got here, you know, all the different things, the windy path um, that most people take and just give us some insights about your journey. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've been in the ed tech business for over 25 years, despite, you know, only being 20, which is just fascinating in and of itself, right? (laughs) I'm Um, 22. That's right. In holding, right? Uh, and so really been very blessed in terms of, of my journey. Um, and in terms of ed tech, I'm now currently the president for learning A to Z, as you mentioned, and really serving um, students, elementary students, high school students in the K-12 space. It's really my mission. It's my focus as well. Um, and just kind of being able to support organizations in meaningful ways. And so very, very fortunate in all the organizations that I've been able to serve um, and now being able to do great work here at learning A to Z. Oh, well, you sound like, I, I feel so, I don't want to say jealous, but I feel like that's awesome that you got to stay in this space for 25 years. You know, like a lot of the job hopping, I have conversations with my grandparents. They're like, why are you changing jobs so much? My grandfather worked for a, a giant food for 38 years. And he's like, I don't understand why you change jobs every four or five years. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting though, even with the, if, even with those those opportunities, you take different lessons and you continue to learn and grow. And um, the heart of ed tech in general is just people who are passionate about education. Um, and it's addictive. I, I it, Of all my career and all the different jobs I've had, I can honestly tell you, I will never leave ed tech. It is just my heart and soul. And you'll never meet an employee in this, in this organization or in this, in this industry that doesn't wake up every morning, just excited about what we do. Absolutely. I was telling Holly, it was like a, I was, I was battling the job market for about nine months very recently. And it was kind of like, I was kind of opening myself into like a learning design spot within corporate, but like my heart was always in ed tech. So like, I kind of battled with that because I was like, I really, really want to stay in ed tech. I just love it so much. And, and kind of, like you said, I don't see myself leaving either. Like we're just too passionate about it. There's just, there's just too much, um, like too much passion and love involved for me to really want to leave. Um, so I resonate with that. Totally resonate with that. So in this, in this journey that you've had in in working in this industry, do you have anybody that you want to like shout out before we start talking about all things learning A to Z that kind of helped you or inspired you along the way? 
it's probably a long list. I'm I'm assuming, but anybody, you know, um, you know everybody, you know, everybody can always point to that one teacher, that one teacher that changed their lives. Um, mine was actually in college, my freshman year uh, in college. Um, her name was Miss Oriel. And um, she was the first person who really took the time and didn't just tell me what I was doing wrong, but actually told me what I was doing right and how to really um, amplify that. And then showed me here are the things I could do to continue to grow and develop. Changed my world completely. Um, I don't even know if people thought I was going to make it through college before I had her as a teacher and completely changed my trajectory. So um, I don't know if she's still teaching. I doubt it. I don't even know if she's still alive, but big shout out to Miss Oriel who really changed my life and my trajectory for my career and everything I've done since. Awesome. We really, um, we really want to kind of dig into, before we dig into um, like learning A to Z, we really want to kind of know from you, like how do you define educational technology? Um, because that is kind of like what, what we're all about at Up Ed Tech. So how would you kind of define that? Yeah. So I'm going to break ed tech into two categories. Okay. So at its most basic level, ed tech is digital resources that are you know provided for educators to support student outcome. But then I want to categorize it with great ed tech. So there are plenty of ed tech companies out there. I don't believe there is many great ed tech companies. And I feel that really the, the distinguishing factor on a great ed tech company is um, a solution that's designed with the teacher at the heart of the conversation. Um, easy to use is obviously very important. Engaging with intent. So you see a lot of gamifications, but really engagement with intent is the big part of that impact. Um, making sure that it's supporting the differentiation as it relates to the different students and the flexibility that the teachers really need to own that classroom. Um, and I think teacher led first and making sure that the teacher has that ownership in the classroom is a big part of that. And then really providing meaningful data um, that's actionable, recommendations around that. And so it's it's in my mind, it's, I'm going to focus on great ed tech because there's plenty of um, ed tech out there uh, that really kind of expands the impact, the efficiency, the effectiveness of the students, the teachers, and the learning outcomes. And that's really, to me, what kind of cultivating those, uh, cultivating that autonomy and that support for a teacher is most important. Oh, you said a lot of great stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> like a real, like a real veteran expert we got here. It's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think um, also too, like the, when you're defining a tech, like people automatically, I feel like your brain goes straight to like a smart board or like, you know, an overhead projector. Now I'm dating myself, but that's, that's what you go straight <laughs> to. And <when> really <laughs> not even laughing when really it's just, it, it's, this technology comes secondary to the educator. Um, the educator has to do a really good job with it. And like you said, there are good ed tech companies. Um, and then there's other ed tech companies who aren't necessarily focused on the learner and the, the, the end user for support. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, same. I was going to say, like, I feel like a lot of ed tech companies focus a lot on the learner and like they're student centered, which we want to be student centered. But at the same time, we don't want to forget about um, the the person who's facilitating the learning um, and what they need as far as being able to continue that um, effectively for for the learner. So that that's definitely a good point. Yeah. All right. It's that part of the episode. 
Lisa, <laughs> we want to know all the things about learning A to Z. This is the part where learning A to Z shines. You tell us everything, tell the audience. So describe your product, the services you offer and how you help institutions and organizations in education. Well, I mean, that is my favorite subject to talk about, Holly. So <laughs> thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. We didn't so, send you any questions earlier and you've never listened, right? <laughs> that's, no, never. Uh, so, you know, learning A to Z is, is an organization focused on K-6. So we support elementary. Um, we have a strong focus on literacy resources. And we've been functioning for really supporting teachers for over 20 years. And so really have that, that uh, strong relationship and understanding of how students and teachers are engaging with each other and then how we can best support. We are a teacher focused resource with the intent of giving the teachers many of the resources, the experience, the understanding, the intel to be as effective as, as they can be in, um, in their classroom. And so we are most known for our products, Reading A to Z, um, or as RAS is often known, or RAS Kids. We actually have over 12, uh, 12 million students that are benefiting from the, the Reading A to Z and RAS Kids platforms. Um, and we have just recently launched um, some new products, Foundations A to Z, which is built on the science of reading from scratch. And so really looking to support those teachers who are making that transition um, in terms of having those conversations and supporting them. We also have another product called Writing A to Z that was also just built. And, um, you know, reading and writing is such a, a combined conversation. Oftentimes you think of them as separate, but they're very much tied to each other. Um, and then we also focus on um, um, our new Spanish and ELL programs to really support kind of some of those emerging trends we continue to see and supporting our teachers um, to be able to, to help students wherever they are in their processes. Um, yeah, we really focus on kind of our value as really easy to use, we're flexible, affordable. Uh, we really focus on making sure we're research-based resources that are enabling teachers to adapt their resources for the individual students. And that goes to why teacher at the center is so important um, because it's really easy to say, here's a formula, here's a, here's a transaction, but the learning A to Z products are designed to give, the, give teachers the control to, and the flex to be able to adapt to all the different students while also making sure it's an engaging tool for students and engaging resources and materials. So um, really excited about what we do and just kind of how we support teachers to drive learning um, meaningful literacy outcomes for their students. Yeah, I could I, go on, but I don't think you want me to. <laughs> and I can attest to that because I've I've used uh, reading A to Z for many years as a literacy coordinator and interventionist and also kind of running my own tutoring business. I used um, reading A to Z to to help students and I can it just it just is a wonderful resource for for exactly what what you said. Um, it, it really helped me to be able to facilitate learning effectively um, for my learners. So without giving away too much information, like we don't want, you know, all of your your secrets at learning A to Z. Um, but I, I kind of heard you mention a few things that you have that are um, coming up. But are there any new um, things on your roadmap for the upcoming year um, for learning A to Z? Any new things that you're going to be pushing out to um, teachers or instructors across the country? I mean, of course, and I'm super <laughs> excited to share. And Nadia, I love hearing that you were a prior customer or that you used to use our Reading Suite products and that you've had a great experience with it. Just makes my heart smile. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so one of the biggest transitions that we're really looking to support 
our customers and teachers with is the science of reading and how we can help them on their journey. Um, you know, our products have considerably evolved over the last few years as our teachers are still learning how to use it. What does it mean? What does science of reading mean and how we can help them evolve? And so um, I talked about Foundations A to Z earlier, which we launched last year um, and which is a specifically built um, product for the science of reading. But on top of that, the products that people are used to using, the reading, as you talked about, reading A to Z, Res Plus, Res Kids, those products have also evolved. And we're meeting customers where they are and helping them on that journey for science of reading to support that. Um, and so one of the things I worry about right now is when you when you hear things talking about science of reading, it's oftentimes focused solely on phonics or, or, or foundational skills. And as so many people know, the science of reading is so much more than that, right? It's it's about foundations. It's about decoding. It's about all of those components, but it's also about vocabulary. It's about fluency. It's about comprehension. And those elements are often right now lost in the conversation. And so one of the exciting things about what we have done and what we are doing, as you talked about kind of that roadmap, is um, we we have those foundational skills. We have those decodables within the reading suite and RAS+. Plus. But then we also have those um, comprehension focus and we have those vocabulary elements. And so a big part of our um, roadmap and where we're going with that is the ability to bring all those together in a meaningful way and really be able to show the path for a teacher, especially a teacher who's just trying to figure out what the science of reading is all about. And how do we say, hey, here's where you are. Here's what you're used to doing. Now, let me help you transition that. Let's put in some built-in professional development into the product itself on demand. So it's there for you in terms of that kind of creating that background knowledge and that fluency for your students and for yourself in your own learning. So super excited about all of that. The other thing I want to mention, oh, I'm sorry. The other thing I want to just quickly mention is a big focus of around data security. And um, making it, you know, we're talking a lot about it this year. We're talking about a lot about it. And a big part of what we're focused on is making sure that we are taking care of our customers, our students, and all of that data. Love it. Lots of great stuff happening. Um, my, uh, if you hear a dog barking, she, she makes some appearances. She's completely yes. blind. She's going to be 15 in about two weeks. And she just barks to let us know that she's here. So she makes, so you should feel special because Lola made an appearance in your episode and it's going to stay because we we're authentic here. So we keep it the same, but you all are she's doing a third. lot. She's, <laughs> she's the, third. the third. She needs, yeah, she needs to be on the Zoom. The honorary for sure. <laughs> I love it. I feel very honored. <laughs> so um, one of the, I, I didn't bring my mic back on. One of the things I was going to ask about is these learning paths for teachers. So, the, the, you said the professional development is, is going to be built into the tool. So kind of like if you're, you feel, you don't feel confident about your skills and going through the science of learning, it's going to like take you and kind of scaffold your way through so that you can support students. Um, think about it as um, you, you have an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish. You understand. So let's say you took um, uh, letters, which is a, a science of reading, a great science of reading um, program that really teaches uh, teachers how to teach the science of reading. So you've completed that. Now the question is, is what materials, resources do I need? And so we've built all of our programs and are continuing to evolve them. Um, so it's built on the way Lexia was constructed. So you have those teaching resources. 
And we have those little reminders built in. So let's say you're going through what you what you've now learned how to do, and um, and and the letters instructions provided that. And now I can have a, a clip, a two minute clip from an expert that's saying, "Hey, when you're doing this, remember kind of this, that, and the other. And here's how you're going to do it. These are the types of instructional units you're going to want to use. These are the kinds of resources that you're going to want to apply here based on you know X, Y, and Z from the from you know little Jimmy kind of going through that process. And so it's it's um it's kind of mini clips that'll enable that that uh, that person to be able to get what they need when they need it. On demand, right there on the spot. I love it. Yeah, because I as a coming from, I taught secondary. I I don't. God bless elementary educators. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Um, that is not where I wanted to be. And now I teach I teach grad students, so I'm never going back to the the younger the younger folks no offense um but i mean this is this is something that is you know changing i can already tell from nadia sharing her experience changing the landscape for people and it was it was kind of said the high school I used to teach at students used to graduate without being able to read and i don't know how that happened i don't know in the in the in the it's district scary, right it is it is it really is so i'm glad that tools and resources like learning a to z exist to mitigate that that shouldn't be happening for anybody and they should never feel like they went through a whole process you know k to 12 and didn't didn't learn how to read i mean basics number one but absolutely love I, what you're doing i'm excited to check out the the science of reading based um content like i think um i know that there's so much around the science of reading and some of it can be overwhelming for educators so i think it's great um, that there is something out there that will kind of continue to just support them and kind of making this transition. And I say transition because not everybody is kind of like on board with science of reading, but I think the more and more that we continue to, to kind of talk about it and talk about its significance and how great it is for education and for reading, um, I think many people are going to need a resource like this. I think it's one of those things like it's becoming a very big, um, a very big thing to help help teachers and help uh, reading initiatives in the classroom. So I'm super excited to kind of dig into it um, a little bit more. Well, I'm excited for you too. I'd love to hear your thoughts once you take a look at it, Nadia. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, we're coming. It goes by fast when you're having fun, right? Um, so th this episode already flew by. Um, we have two really like three final questions for you, Lisa. So we want to know, is there anything that we miss? And obviously we want you to come back and give us updates about things that are happening. Uh, anything we miss, anything else you want to share about learning A to Z? And then we want you to be a fortune teller. We, and with your experience in ed tech, we want you to tell us what the future of ed tech looks like. So do we miss anything? And then tell us about the future. Um, I don't necessarily know if you missed anything. I do want to reinforce one thing I, I said just briefly, which is the importance of kind of ed tech as it relates to connecting the different pieces and parts of, in this case, literacy instruction. Um, I think so often we see things in silos. We're going to focus on one thing. We're going to focus on decodables. We're going to focus on phonics. We're going to focus on vocabulary. And it's the power of when all those pieces come together. And one of the things that you know we thrive on at Learning A to Z is bringing those pieces together. We have the phonics, we have the vocabulary, the comprehension. Just teaching a student the basics of learning how to read through phonics, that's the starting point. And we definitely wanna provide that. 
but it has to go beyond that. It has to teach them the love of reading, the love of learning, the love of writing, because reading and writing come hand in hand, as we talked about earlier. Um, and so that's that's such an important part of what I think uh, we can provide. And then Nadia, you had mentioned something that I wanted to point back at, which is just kind of uh, boosting what folks are going to be needing over the next couple months. There are so many great core curriculums out there right now that are supporting science of reading, um, but there are oftentimes gaps and everybody knows it. And Nadia, you've been teaching for a long time. There's always gaps. And so we really see ourselves as that boost. Where do we fill in the gaps to really making sure that when you're doing those core implementations that we can jump in there and make sure, hey, do you have this? Hey, do you have this? And providing that. So Fortune teller, I'm going to pull out my glass ball, which, you know, I don't know, uh, Holly, if that's uh, if, how, how working it is, how, how effective it is. Um, the, the biggest thing I, I, I can say with confidence and yet with, with a lot of questions is artificial intelligence, right? I think AI is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I'm sure anybody on you've ha had and asked this question to is probably saying very similar things. And uh, I, I just think there's such an exciting opportunity. I know there's risks and I know it's scary. Um, and I know it's scary for schools and for students and for parents. Um, but there's such an important value in terms of how can we use, leverage these tools um, it, to help teachers be more efficient, to help students learn, to help districts be more efficient. I know at Learning A to Z and Cambian Learning, um, which is our parent company, we do a lot of focus on leveraging AI tools to support the instructional practice, to support teachers in that way. And I am sure we're not the only ed tech thinking about that. I know we're not the only ed tech thinking about it. And I really, I would be surprised if in a year from now, not every ed tech out there is talking about how they're leveraging AI to better support their students, their, their classrooms, their teachers, um, and um, families. And we didn't talk about families a lot, but we can't discount the importance that how that engages with families as well and that interaction from um, from supporting them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine awesome. teaching in a world with AI. Like <laughs> I, now that I'm like out of the classroom, I'm just sitting here like how, if I was teaching during this time, like how, how would I incorporate this? And I think it's awesome though, that, um, like, you know, ed tech companies are are starting to really think about how to kind of like use AI in a way that's going to support teachers and students. Um, because I, I would definitely need guidance if I was a teacher. Like I would absolutely not know how to like utilize AI in a way that would make sense um, and like, you know, kind of ease it in there. So I, I think that's great. I really do. I I'm excited to see how um, more education um, is more AI is used within that education space, especially within K-12. Well, and I think that one of the biggest fears it'll replace teachers, which is, in my opinion, silly. I mean, if we go back to what I told you was the game changer when you asked me who, it's always a teacher. You ask any student, and it's not because that teacher provided an instructional lesson. It's not because, you know, she she taught you your multiplication tables. It's because she cared about you as a person. It's because she invested in you. And I shouldn't say she, teachers are invested in you. And, and so I think so much fear is oh, AI is going to replace the teacher. I think all AI is going to do is provide the teacher more time and opportunities to create those absolutely meaningful connections with students, which it, in my mind, in the world of ed tech, that's what we're designed to do. It's We're here to help make those relationships, make time for those relationships, not to replace the teacher in any way. Yeah. Absolutely. I would have 100% been typing 
in chat GPT. And I know that's not the only I put a lesson plan together for blank every day of my teaching life. Right. That would have been my MO because, you know, especially like a first year teacher and I'm, I'm lengthening the episode here, but that's okay. Um, Cause I'm going off on a tangent, like learning the content and then coming up with great activities and then teaching the content and evaluating and going back. It's like, it's such a lot of time. So if I had the plan out and then I could have just planned an activity and then did it and then feedback, I can't, so much time is saved. Yeah. I, yeah. It would, it would have been an interesting, it would be interesting to, to, to yeah. use AI now as a teacher. Interestingly enough, I tell my grad students when they're writing papers or putting together an outline for a course they're creating, I tell them to use chat GPT. I'm like, get the outline, at least get the outline from it. So I love it. Well, Lisa, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been a great conversation. We definitely want to have you back to tell us, you know, what's going on at learning A to Z in a few months so that we can get all the updates and share it with the audience. And we're going to have everything in the show notes about learning A to Z, where to connect with you. So go there to find all things out about learning A to Z and Lisa. Well, thank you both, Holly, Nadia. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to being welcomed back. Thank you both. You've just experienced an another amazing episode of EdUp EdTech. Be sure to visit our website at edupedtech.com to get all the updates on the latest EdTech happenings. See you next time.